Yeah, what's up? Everybody? Yeah, what's going on, baby? Hey, uh, smart guy, put your boom down. Hmm. Put your boom down. Oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing much, brother. Nothing much, man. Um, I was kind of hoping though that the audio would come through the mic, but I guess it's not working that way this time around. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> So welcome everybody. Welcome to the uh, 22nd episode 022 of uh, the Battle Bros podcast with Mac and Alamo. I am Mac and this guy over here, this is Alamo. So say hi Alamo. Did you do that on purpose? Do what? Because I couldn't hear you. You had your mouth was moving, and I didn't hear any audio. You're like, I don't know if you were doing that on purpose. I was just like, oh crap, no more stuff. We, we got we're, <sighs> we're starting late a little bit, folks. We uh, kind of ran know into what some to do with my hands. difficulties. Yeah, that's all right. It's all good. So, though. yeah. So um, this is kind of a special episode. Uh, Going to be a little bittersweet. Um, this is episode 22, as I just mentioned. This episode is called Hope. Um, we are going to be having a guest come on here in just a minute. She's actually waiting. Uh, I guess you call it backstage right now, but um, she is going to be a wonderful guest. I have no doubt about that. She is going to be talking to us about um, suicide. So um, obviously because of the number, the numeration of the show, episode 22, you know, 22 veterans a day, you know, the thing right here, uh, 22 veterans a day, you know, just unfortunately can end up taking their life and all that kind of stuff so we kind of figured it was a very apropos conversation just kind of come full circle around to how we started this show five and a half months ago which is crazy to think about that we were you know i know kind of man this together and it's like you go on our youtube page like there's 21 episodes of stuff on there holy crap man i, still, can, I still cannot believe that we're that far along it's weird I bro know. it's 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 weird for sure. So, yeah. um, if you if you um, if you caught us last week, you know we were talking. That was episode zero two one, episode twenty one, talking about holiday memories. Uh, we ended up just kind of laughing ourselves a little bit stupid, um, <laughs> telling some good stories about some stuff. It was uh, a good time, especially right around the forty minute and fifteen second mark. <laughs> check out what I'm talking about. We so. started going off the rails quite a bit. Oh, we were talking about you know. You were sitting there talking like, yo, we had to put up sectionals and walls and stuff. So we have to stare at each other's junk. Dude, lost it. Just completely lost it. I was like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff we talk about on this show. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. But, it's the military, uh, it was, man. <laughs> it was uh it was a good it was a good show, regardless. It was um fantastic. Um we it was a, we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun memories that we talked about. So I would encourage you to go check it out. If anything, if you know, if you haven't watched the show, at least go watch it and just laugh your heads off at some of the dumb stories that we tell because yeah. they're they're fucking phenomenal. They're great. Right? <laughs> so and that's not me tooting my own horn. I'm just saying, like I watched, I rewatched the story, the the telling of those stories and jokes, like four times this week and i'm just sitting there like lobster red in the face just laughing my head off I'm just like, it's so good i'm not gonna lie i i i watched i watched it on youtube and then i like listened to it on spotify and anchor just for giggles yeah <laughs> so speaking of that um because of the issues we're having and um getting things set up on this particular show i don't know if this one's going to end up on spotify so you may right, only be able yeah. to view it on youtube we'll see what happens fingers crossed positive hearts you know thoughts and prayers kind of thing that would be good 
But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, episode 10, where we talked about 9-11, was the same way. We ended yeah. up kind of the audio kind of getting boogered up and whatnot. So, um, yeah. But go on YouTube, sit back, relax, pop some back, pop a bag of popcorn, watch the show, laugh your ass off, have a good time, and don't think about harming yourself because right. that would be bad. So, Indeed. Um, so let's uh, let's hit the ball. Let's hit the ground running and get the ball rolling. So let's um, do it. We are going. To, we're going to introduce our guest. Her name is Christine uh, Moriello. That's right. And um, we're going. She explained once already what she does and what how what how she got about this. So we're just going to bring her on and let her kind of tell it because I'm for sure going to mess that up. I did have a big old <laughs> cup of tea earlier, so it had a lot of caffeine in it. So it's like, you know, it's like him's oh. going to have some energy for the show. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be sitting there at three o'clock. <laughs> 1,457 sheep, 1,458 sheep. Nope. Not working. Why did I drink that tea? <laughs> so, yeah. So let's bring her out. Macho, if you would. Absolutely. The show. So Christine, hey, how are you? All right. I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me on the show, Mac and Alamo. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are super thrilled and humbled and, and uh, uh, just absolutely privileged to have you on the show. So thank you oh, so much. So Christine, kind of give us a little bit of background information about yourself and uh, why you're going to be on our show today. So okay. besides the fact that we asked you, so. Yes, well, that's the big one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't be here without that. Um, I had a, a really great conversation with a young man today and I told him why I do what I do. And it, I said, I didn't get into being a holistic wellness coach, which is basically the whole body. It's incorporating the whole body. It's not just looking at the emotions. It's not just looking at the spiritual. It's not just looking at the physical. It's looking at the whole person. I didn't get into this because I got to the end of my degree and I said, you know, I think that's what I'd like to do. I actually was driven into the you know pits of hell of my life and ended up needing to recover, needing to say, hey, I need something because I don't want to think about taking my life anymore. I don't want to feel depressed anymore. I don't want to be driven to this darkness anymore. And I didn't have any more answers. And so uh, unfortunately for me, there's something called FND if you want to find out about it. And it, where it physically manifests the anxiety, the depression, all these negative things that are going on, all the past events that you've gone through in your life manifest into something physical. And for me, it was catastrophic. My whole life came to a complete stop. I had to hit reset on my life. Um, and really, like, that was my that was my major come to Jesus moment there. It was like, I need to get serious about this. This is this is my life. I have kids. I have a future. And I, at the time, I was like 36, 37 years old. And I needed hope. I needed something new. And so at that point, I just completely surrendered everything. I was like, all right, everything that I've ever believed before, everything I've ever thought before, I'm just going to kind of pitch and say, I might be wrong. You know, what if I'm wrong about everything I know? And just like hit reboot and really just kind of be open in ways that I never was. And, and unfortunately, you know, this this episode is very meaningful for me because I lost my brother to suicide 15 years ago. And this was pre-coaching, pre-my own uh, stuff. Um, and it was very hard and very profound. Um, and I remember going through uh, suicide support groups, which was so important. It was such a crucial step for me. And anybody who wants to overcome, um, you know, being a survivor of that. And I remember one time uh, they had somebody come in. It was a guest social worker, and she described what it was like. And I will never get this picture out of my out of my head. 
she had her hands up. She said, this is what it's like when you're going through, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, whatever. It's just like you're, you know, you have your hands up. You can't really see. It's like, you know, horses when they have those blinders up. And then, you know, deeper it gets, then she stepped closer to a wall and she kept making this progress closer to the wall where all you could see was darkness. And all of a sudden it just clicked. I was like, yes. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what I experienced during my dark moments. I imagine that's ex- exactly what my my brother experienced during his dark moments and the countless others. I mean, 22 a day, that's that's an incredibly tragic number. Yeah. So my my joy in life is now getting to step with people making those steps, making on their journey, this brand new journey where they're saying, I'm not okay living like this anymore. I'm not okay feeling hopeless all the time. I'm, I need hope. I need new direction. So, and that's what I get to do. It's awesome. I would, I would imagine that's not something too many people get to, to have that journey of, you know, kind of going through the process themselves and then turning mm-hmm. around and kind of making it, gaining that knowledge and that, you know, experience and just being able to take and em- empower other people to go through the journey that you've gone through yourself. I would imagine mm-hmm. that's, yeah. you know, that that's never the, the impact of that is never lost on anybody. It definitely fuels me in a, in a great way. And I, it's weird to use the word joy, but it is. I feel joy when I get to tell somebody, you're not alone. I actually have been there and I can give, there's so much hope. <laughs> there's so much hope. And, you know, what, one thing that was really, I think one thing that's really tragic that we face a lot is that people think if you haven't gone through this exact experience that you don't know. And yes, that is beneficial to know exactly what somebody's gone through, but it's not necessary because what I tell people is like, I, I might not have been in, you know, in the military, I might not have been in this specific situation, but I know what it's like to feel like I'm on a, you know, a tunnel that I have seen no light at whatsoever. I know what it's like to, to feel, you know, very secluded and, and um, isolated in in my mind and not being able to talk about the things that are going on in my mind and not being able to talk about the, the journey I've had in the past because of other people involved or organizations involved. So yeah. it's like, I know those things, but th- I think that's powerful just as it is. Oh, you know, sure. it, and sure. you know, it's crazy too, because you mentioned that. And, you know, I, I honestly, when I, you know, I've had my low moments. We've spoken about it on the show before. Um, I believe it was episode four transitions and tribulations where I talked about my feelings of, you know, possibly wanting to take my life and things of that nature and um, feeling like nobody understood where I was coming from or that nobody understood, you know, what I was going through or, you know, that was a very prevalent feeling for me. You know, I felt very alone for that re- same reason because I didn't feel like there was anyone around me that would understand. Mm-hmm. Um, that there was nobody around that, you know, even probably could understand exactly what I was feeling. And you know, um, we've mentioned this also on the on the show before, where we've talked about, <clears throat> you know, having that support structure in the military, where, you know your brothers are there all the time with you or sisters, you know, depending on your unit. Um, And you guys always have each other's backs. But once you leave the military and you don't have that support structure, everyone else, if they're not, you know, your military family, 
they you know they to you it's just like they don't get it and you feel that they could probably never understand and whether they're doing it on, on purpose or not, it's kind of like you're getting ostracized from everybody else because yeah. they don't get you, you don't get them. And it's just like, there's really not these, you know, they're not making those connections to have those conversations mm -hmm. to break those stigmas down about, Hey, what's going on? Tell me about it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So tell me and let's try to understand yeah. it so I can, mm -hmm. you know, be a better friend or be a, a more, you know, sympathetic family member and be able to help you with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the, you know, that's the great, I was having this conversation with somebody else this week, kind of a different subject, not exactly about suicide, but just, you know, the difference between like parents, you know, like our parents versus us as parents versus what our kids will be like as parents, like the knowledge base and the experience just gets so much more developed. I mean, like you look mm -hmm. at, you know, um, you know, like, like one of my buddies was, was telling me about his dad. He was, you know, when he was younger, he's just like when he was just like, yeah, you know, doing something like karate or, you know, some kind of extracurricular activity. He's like, yeah, well, maybe next time don't suck so much. And it's just kind of like that tough love kind of mentality. I mean, it's just like, but nowadays, you know, there, there's such a thing as conscious discipline and there's all these yeah. other, you know, types of, you know, methodologies that you can use where it's a lot more. I would say recognized and a lot, you know, you're going to get better results off of it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then you think about what our kids are going to be like as parents, you know, how much of that is learned from us, how much is going to be, you know, what the societal norms are for them down the road. So, right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's definitely interesting, you know, kind of like getting back to what I was, what we were talking about the military. It's like, that's the one benefit, you know, you look at the guys from Vietnam, you know, they got home, they didn't have anybody to talk to about this other than maybe other Vietnam vets. And it was yeah. usually maybe over a beer or a shot or alcohol or something at the VFW or the mm -hmm. American Legion hall or stuff like that. And guys that just didn't get it unless they had been there, you know, nowadays the signs and the, the coping mechanisms and the, and the, the therapy techniques are there so that we're a lot more informed and a lot more able to process and, and deal with it. So yeah, I'm, I'm especially thankful for that. I mean, we had that experience talking about, um, we've talked about it before on the show where I, we were working in retail, uh, Alamo and I working in retail together and, uh, we opened up uh, a, a gun store that we worked at or, I forget the exact details, but we had a, an older gentleman come in and he had, he was wearing a phone case and on his phone case on the, like the leather strap on it was the old school um, insignia for the warrant officer, the warrant officer rising Eagle in symbia insignia. And I was just like, Oh, Hey chief, what's going on? He goes, how the hell did you know that? And I'm like the Eagle on your phone case. He goes, wow, good eye. And we just kind of start talking and, and just kind of shooting the breeze. And he's just like, you know, we want to make sure that you guys going over for you know iraq and afghanistan don't get treated the way we were because mm. that was a crock of horseshit like a lot of yeah. guys just ended up hating society getting you know just kind of withdrawing from everybody else and you know it just mm. a lot of people just didn't understand you know these guys didn't necessarily want to go over there they went over there did a job they were supposed to do came home and it was just so unpopular and, and politically motivated at the time it was mm -hmm. just like you know guys were being told don't wear a uniform home burn the stuff yeah. So it's just yeah, wow. Vietnam, wow. Vietnam vets got the very, very short end of the stick. Like if you read, yeah. if you read up on the history about it, oh, it's terrible. <sighs> Absolutely terrible. Yeah. And you have that cognitive <clears throat> dissonance in there because the media is telling people what they're being told to say and yeah. people in the military know a different story. And it's just, so it does, it creates like this loneliness and this isolation. It's like, Oh, this happened. No, that couldn't have um, happened. 
And I've heard, I've heard some things and I, I just look and I believe, but I'm also in that, like, how could we let these things happen? <laughs> but not to go down that trail, but yeah. But I guess oh, don't I'll... don't worry. We'll go down that trail later. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're gonna, here's the show, and then we just kind of go pew, off to the side. So it's all oh, good. Yeah. I mean, my thing is just about leaving people alone. I mean, if, yeah. if people don't know what they're going through, if they don't know what they've been through, um, you know, which is partially, it's like, how could you? Unless you've gone through some of these really, you know, face-to-face. But how yeah. could you really understand and comprehend yeah, and walk. it's kind of it's 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 just yeah. kind of one of those things where you, you kind of have to have kind of been down the road where it's like been there, done that, check the box, got the T-shirt, mm-hmm. having a beer, going, boy, that sucked, you know. And now, mm-hmm. and now you can help other people talk about it too. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, so Christine, we're gonna kind of you know do something that's a little bit different for our show. We're gonna kind of hand over the the reins of this to you and kind of let you guide this conversation. So, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna kind of let you dictate you know what we talk about. So please feel free to kind of get started so um what would you know you talked about your experience with suicide with your brother um Mm -hmm. what kind of made you um what kind of got you down that road of being able to want to help others you know you you talked about that happening but what Mm -hmm. was kind of like the catalyst moment like for us you know when we when we met last week we talked about you know the aha moment where we were going to do this podcast with our friend john we found out that he had unfortunately taken his life and we were we were Alamo and I were talking about, man, we should do something together. Yeah, like, yeah okay, we get together, we act stupid, but let's do something kind of cool. And he mentioned a podcast, and then we found out about John. It's like, yeah, this is right. what we're supposed to do. So let's mm. do this and do it right and do him proud and mm-hmm. you know honor him by by doing this. So, mm-hmm. did, what was your kind of lack of a better term aha moment? So, um, you know, I guess it was well. First of all, it was my two kids. Okay. I couldn't do anything for my kids. And all I wanted to be was a good mom. And when I got to this point where my life hit the wall, it's like, I can't do anything. I literally couldn't do anything because of how catastrophic, you know, the FND was in my life. And I needed help. I needed 24 hour care um, for three months. It was incredible. Um, And as I started making improvements, I mean, just things such as examining your thoughts. I mean, who thinks about what am I thinking about right now? And really takes note of that. I mean, that is such a powerful, profound thing. So I started writing it down. I started giving myself like breaks to just watch nature. And as I was doing these simple things that, you know, unfortunately at the time, and I say, unfortunately slash fortunately, unfortunately, I didn't have a medical or mental health professional who was doing this with me just because of the severity of, of the FND and I couldn't mm-hmm. leave the house. So, and we didn't have all the technology we have now with, you know, our Zoom generation. But so I didn't have anyone walking me through it. And so I was really kind of like led, you know, spiritually, I just felt led to little breaks and seeing the outcome of that scene. This is going to sound a little wild, but I sit and watch a squirrel for a minute and notice how my brain just breathed. It was very weird. It was, it was a good weird, but all of a sudden I was like, wow, I wasn't like, running my hamster on the wheel was not running for that whole minute and it was like my breath just kind of like okay i can catch yeah, up yeah that, that that, that kind of uh, yeah that goes crazy <laughs> that i i know exactly how you feel because i have ADHD. that's a great example yeah. and i <laughs> you talk about going like you want to talk about the hamster on the wheel mine is going like 50 million miles an hour inside of and you need some squirrel watching in your life 
I was gonna say, and I found out, <laughs> I found out very quickly that for me, one of my one of my kind of little uh, things that I like to do is I'm, I I love photography, and uh, I love like I'm not a photographer by any stretch of the imagination, but you give me a camera and a great like little kind of nature walk and that chance mm-hmm. to kind of just calm down and you know just you know kind of let the spirit of god talk to me for a little while while i'm you know if you will you know while while i'm walking down these trails and oh i see a little you know alligator on the side of the thing click oh i see that squirrel up mm-hmm. there click mm-hmm. oh that is a really good view of the canopy with some sunlight click mm-hmm. and i found myself you know, when I, when I did that, like it was very calming to the soul, very relaxing. It, and it, and it made that hamster stop and just kind of like, around here. So mm-hmm. that, that's the, hamster's the, very, kicking very... Back. the hamster's yeah. kicking back, kind of patting the yeah. sweat off his brow, yeah. kind of, <sighs> getting a Gatorade Got a, bottle You going. know, some bonbon sitting to watch a show, sipping oh, <laughs> on some tea. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's funny you say that too, Alamo, because like I remember certain times when I was still in the military, when I would have to go on my weekend drill with my guard unit, like we'd go out in the field and it's amazing how, especially like when you're out there, like I had to do my two weeks annual training and it's kind of nice. Like looking back, like it was, I was so fortunate because you know, you didn't have phones, you didn't you know have any of that technology and stuff. And like, you see that becoming such a big, you know, issue with certain kids like having like kids having you know, the problem with like the scoliosis in the neck because they're always staring at the tv screen or a tablet mm. or a phone or stuff take a minute and just unplug it's like you know your senses just kick into overdrive like i remember sitting out there and we were sitting in like a, we had like a little you know our platoon was in a patrol base and we had a little cigar shaped perimeter and like i'm sitting there and all of a sudden it's like Hey, somebody over there's got peanut butter. Somebody's eating peanut butter. <laughs> Who's got the peanut butter? Like you could just smell everything. You're just like, you know, obviously you can smell each other. You know? Everything is intact. Yeah. You could, yeah. but you're just your senses, you see better, you hear better, mm-hmm. you smell everything. You're just so much more aware of yeah. what's going on. And it's like, I miss that. Like, I just love yeah. getting in my car and I'll roll with the windows down freaking you know just drive through like especially out where i live you know i'm not far from like valrico and plant city and keysville and it's kind of a very rural area like some of these parts of town you have to drive 20 minutes to get to the nearest walmart in florida people are going what holy crap huh so i mean it's it's out there in the sticks as like my grandma my my uh my grandmother would probably say but um, yeah, and it's like you just go out there and you hear nature and you hear mm-hmm. you hear little butterflies just kind of mm-hmm. flying around. Mm-hmm. And stuff. It's like there's a lot to be said for that. There's a great yeah. park over mm-hmm. by where I live where I'll, I'll try to go out there and just go for a little walk. And it's out there on a, on a river flat area, and it's just mm-hmm. oh, it's just so peaceful. Like it's yeah. more people need to do that. I mean, that's yeah. that's it's so underrated. I mean, yeah. There's so many great places to go in Florida. We, we're very fortunate. We've got a lot of the great national parks. Mm-hmm. You know, the one up by U Alamo with Kiva Springs and all that stuff that we went oh, yeah. uh, last oh, year. Oh yeah. We Kiva Springs was awesome. Down here, yeah. you got the whole uh, Hillsborough River. You know, um, the whole Hillsborough River area, like all the parks and stuff that run through there. Like it's amazing. Like take mm-hmm. the time to go out there and watch a squirrel, po- folks. 
Seriously, that's that's the that's the that's the subtle underlying tone message of like go out and watch a squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. So, and yeah. I mean, you all know. I mean, the, all three of us know the impact of that, and the impact of just shutting your brain down for a minute, just to yeah. silence it. I mean, it, that is so important to silence your brain because what happens is we get on autopilot, right? We have these negative thought patterns that just go, 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 and and a lot of people. And I want to tell you, if you're watching this and you've been in the military, there are plenty of people out there who have not been in the military, but they are on guard 24-7. They grew up in abusive homes. They had trauma when they were younger. Um, they were in the occult. They were, um, you know, trafficked. There are all these people out there who are could benefit from just going and watching a squirrel, so to speak. But just because of that benefit of, getting out of that fight or flight freeze kind of thing. I mean, it's just, just letting your brain breathe. And the longer I was doing that, the amazing thing was this was a building thing. It was not just a one day I started watching a squirrel the next day. It was great. It was a building thing. It was like, it took so long for my brain to, to restore. And what I noticed was that was something new I was doing. Right. And then I would spend hours and hours at the library. I'd love to learn. Once I realized, you know, once I overcame the FND, I was like, wait a second, how did I do that? I mean, because none the doctors who who um, who diagnosed me said that I couldn't. So I was like, I don't know how I did that. I don't know how to tell people how that happened because that, that's what people wanted to know. And so I started reading about it. It was amazing. You bring up a very valid very 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 apropos point with that too christine it's like you know doctors will will diagnose this or that or say this can happen that can happen but one it just goes to show you that the diagnosis ain't always exactly the gospel so to speak and I, that's probably yeah. not the best term but it's probably not as set and concrete as people think it is mm -hmm. two it just goes to show you the resiliency of the human mind body and spirit it's you know it humans are just so amazing like People can, I've seen guys that were, there was a guy that used to come into the shop with the Alamo and I worked at, and he uh, was uh, injured in line of duty overseas. His, uh, his, he lost uh, feeling in his legs because he, his vehicle was hit with an explosively formed projectile an EFP. Mm -hmm. And so when this guy first came into the range, he was in a wheelchair a lot and he had a, his wife is just. A, a, a saint walking amongst us because she was just so supportive and just always right there with him by his side. And then the next thing you know, he's walking, he's got like two crutches or like those kind of like forearm canes. And next thing you know, he's just got a cane and he's just kind of got like a little pimp lean when he's walking and stuff. You're just like, yeah, man, like I'm going to give you a hug now, dude. That's freaking awesome. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. It's just, it's, yes. it's amazing. When it's people give a prognosis, I, I just say, Mike, listen, I, I think that only God can give us a prognosis because he's the only one who actually knows. So remember that the people Amen. who give words, these are only letters, you know, that make up words that they're giving us their best impression, <clears throat> right? Their, their best guess. And I don't want to live my life based off of somebody's best guess. I want mm -hmm. to do what my gut is telling me to do. And so my gut was saying, Listen, just because they said I couldn't do it doesn't mean I can't. In fact, because they said I couldn't do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it was the motivation I needed. I think but, I, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Please, no, Jenny. no. Go. I was going to say, you know, I think if more people, so I find it funny. Like you have people that, you know, they're, they're, they'll use their GPS. Like, you know, if you're old school and have a standalone GPS like this guy, or if you have the GPS <laughs> on your phone and you're trying to get directions how to get somewhere and it says you will arrive at 
1547. They're like, all right, time to beat. Challenge accepted. Let's do this. If more people had that mentality about beating the damn GPS, getting somewhere and saying, oh, you're, oh, you're only going to be able to walk again. It's like, no, I'm going to go out and I'm going to freaking right. be in the Special Olympics. Like Absolutely. those stories always get me. Like they're just amazing how people yeah. go out there and are not given the best you know, not giving the best outcome or they're saying, Hey, this is, this is what's going to happen. Like there's a really good guy out there named Travis Mills. He's a quadruple amputee. So he's got, you know, both of his legs are artificial. He's got one arm and stuff. And he's very like to hear him talk about it. He's been on one of those Ted talks to hear him talk about it. He's just got that great sarcastic wise ass sense of humor that most veterans in our generation have. And, you know, he's just like, you know, he's talking, he's like, he told his wife, he's like, listen, you don't, you weren't expecting this. You have a kid, take the kid, take the house, whatever. I'm just going to go. She goes, listen, I thought about that, but you know, handicap parking kind of awesome. And I was just like, that's great. It's like sarcasm. Yes, that's exactly right. And just, just having that mentality of just having, you know, that, that morbid sense of humor that we can have can just really be used to turn things around and really work for the fighting spirit of, of mm. people in general. And that's, that's one of the things yeah. I've always loved about our generation of veterans is like, we're some ornery SOBs and like, it's like, we're not, we're not giving up easy. Oh my know? gosh. No, you're not quitters. It's, no, yeah. no, no. Right. You know, <laughs> after all the stuff that we've gone through and seeing yeah. like the, how things ended and like with the case of Afghanistan closing down earlier yeah. this year, it's like, you know, it, 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 it's kind of a sour, it's kind of a, 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 a sour sore note subject. to end things. It's a mm-hmm. very sore subject. And mm-hmm. for us to, to sit there, it's like, you know what, we went over there and did this and that and, and this, and that, and I don't want to get too political, but you know, you just kind of use that as fuel to sit there and go, you know what, that's messed up. I need to do something to honor the people that we lost over there, or I need yeah. to go do something to, to make sure it doesn't happen again. So, but yeah, I mean, just using that, that sarcasm and that dark, morbid sense of humor to turn it around into something positive, I think is just one of the fantastic character traits of our, our generation that I just have embraced full, full, wholeheartedly, even with my daughter now being a sarcastic, I'm just like, where did you get this from? Oh, that's right. You're my kid. <laughs> it's in your DNA. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, especially the fact she's half Hispanic and half Irish. It's like Yeah, that's potent. Well that's stubbornness. That's a nice way to put that. Potent. Yes. Yes, potent. It's the stubbornness. You know, I mean it's that humor that whatever, but it's that stubbornness, like, no, you're not gonna tell me how my life is gonna go. And right. And maybe I didn't say it like that, but that's what was in my heart. You're not going to tell me, hi, Mr. Doctor, you're not going to tell me that my life is over. You're not going to tell me that, you know, I have to go and find a stress-free environment that is fictitious because those things don't exist on this planet, right? You can't tell me that, that this is, you know, going to be the rest of my life because you don't get to write my story. My story's already been written. You didn't write it. And so I'm not looking to you for guidance. As far as that goes, you told me as much as you know, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much for your your dedication to what it is that you do. And that's where your service ends to me. Now I will go and I have to be responsible for the rest of my life. I have to grab this bull by the horns and let's go. (laughs) Scared. Listen, I'm not saying that like I I might have said that, but inside I was like, oh, God, what do I do? How do I get my life back? And it wasn't a short journey. It was a long journey. It was years. Right. So, but I, to, you know, come full circle to the question about how I got to do what I did. 
when I was diagnosed, I was told you can't overcome. And then within six months, I overcame. I wanted to get that message out because when I was first diagnosed, I looked up all these, you know, how do I overcome this, you know, success stories, whatever. And all I saw was negativity. I saw examples of this, but I saw, I saw like the most tragic stories, but I like people 20 years in this cell, basically that, that they had been put in with no hope. And I just, I had to get it out. It was like brimming out of me. Like, and I just thought at that moment when I, I realized I'm like, wow, I overcame what they said I couldn't overcome. I felt this burden, you know, this, this major burden. Like if I, I choose to go back and start my life again and just go back to work, like nothing happened. Then I leave all these people who were doing the same thing that I was doing when I got diagnosed, who are looking for hope anywhere, somebody to tell them something different. And I yeah. have that and I'm not giving that to them. And so yeah. when I started putting, I cr created like the most, and it, we talked about this and laughed about it, you know, our, our first YouTube videos and it's like, Oh, yeah, Lord, I wish I could take that down, but you can't, <laughs> you can't no. take it down. It's on the internet. It it's in like an eternal time capsule. It's no, there forever. I could, I could take it down if I wanted <laughs> but I'm not going to, because that wouldn't be fair to people to be like, Oh, see, right. and the next day I was perfect. <laughs> yeah. And, That's, but, and, and, it's, and I think, and, and, you know, and that goes to a lot of different levels, you know, with, with the with the, just the nature of the world, especially in the social aspect, the social media aspect, the social influence aspect. I mean, oh, you see all God, these pictures. God. Yeah, exactly. He's just the comparison uh, syndrome. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you, you have these little girls that are out there that compare themselves to these magazine articles. Like, why don't I look like that? I'm like, cause right. it's freaking airbrushed. You're not going to look like that. It's, it's okay. They don't even look Nobody like that. Nobody has fox ears for real. I mean, the only people that are real are those people that are like going out and like doing the weird. Uh, some people call Plastic it self mutilation. Surgery. Well, like they're, they're doing this weird stuff. Like you'll see people where they'll they'll take their tongue and they they split oh, it, they okay. cut it, and that way they kind of have like like a fork tongue. Yeah, stuff. Like, those I've are some real that. people. Right. They might not be the norm, but you know what? Those are real damn people. It's like do you, boo boo, like go <laughs> do that kind of stuff. Absolutely, go look how I you want to look and just. Beat to the dance to the beat of your own damn drum. Like go out and do that stuff. Don't yeah. follow everybody else. I hate that. Yeah. Like go more power to I, you if you do do it though. I mean, Please. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> the only benefit I would see to that for me is if like I start picking up practicing playing my horn again, and I could probably be able to like you know do some really awesome like you know staccato you know, like, like doing all that crazy stuff like. <laughs> Holy, how does this hear that? Like, <laughs> the whole fork tongue on there. I mean, but you know, like you said, it's just you. They they just set such a high expectation. I mean, right. and you also yeah, mentioned yeah. something earlier too. It's like that instant gratification. You know, again, not oh, trying yeah. to get into the whole the socioeconomics and socio. <laughs> <laughs> Give you ten dollars. Ten bucks. <laughs> I'll think wait. about it. I'll think about it. Think about it, brother. Um. But I mean, the instant gratification thing—that's that's that's very very scary. How that yeah. can just consume people, you know, the, the instant mm. gratification, you know, not putting in the effort, you know. Like I sat with my daughter and I colored a, a picture, and it took me two hours to do it. And like most kids would be bored after five minutes, and that's what are they going to do? Right. Yeah. Pick up it. Right. You know, and, you know, 
And it's wild, man, because, you know, you read all these studies about, you know, what social media typically does to people in terms of like the, the like the endorphins and like like all those pleasure, like all those pleasure chemicals that get into your body and into your brain from like just from scrolling up, you know, in, in, in a phone or, or, you know, looking everything up inside the in, in, in the Facebook or whatever it is, you know, and, and it, or it's, as it's really wild, called it, devil's book. Yes. So, <laughs> it's absolutely wild what that does to people. I mean, you talk about people oh, comparing yeah. each other, just, you know, going at each other's throats. And, you know, I, I mean, I can't lie. I watched The Social Dilemma and I looked up a lot of things after I did watch that movie. I don't know if you guys watched it or not. What's, what movie is that? That it basically talks about how facebook and social media itself kind of alters our mindsets and alters our minds in the sense that it it, it's it begins to influence us because of the way the a the algorithm is designed and b it recognizes patterns uh, patterns that you do through searching and everything else on there so yeah so essentially the ai is not like an actual ai where it's like oh i know you but the AI is designed literally to learn your patterns, to influence you to be more extreme on the side of whatever it is your beliefs can be. Which it's marketing on crack. Basically. Exactly. It, which is absolutely wild. Oh, Christine, and, and, you are so uh, welcome in this family of, uh, of our show. I mean, <laughs> just yes. telling it like it is. That's, that's the number one thing. Don't, don't, don't <clears throat> move around the bush. It's like, Go for it. Just tell but them. But you know, love it. In addition to the, you know, the instant gratification, I think that, oh, I have to, I want to say this right. Like suffering is not embraced as something that we should embrace. It's actually something like, oh, I have to keep my kids. Now I have two kids and I, it's hard to see kids suffer. It's hard to go through suffering. But the thing is one of my greatest um, encouragements is there's a scripture that says that we should rejoice in our suffering because suffering produces perseverance and perseverance produces um, proven character and proven character produces hope. And it's, I got to see that. I remember reading that for the first yeah. time in the midst of, you know, this really felt like a long journey when I was in the middle of it. And I thought, oh, there's a purpose to this. And I, I really, I think I knew that before because I remember back when I was married, I was having a conversation with my husband about our kids. And he said something about like how he, he never wanted his kids to suffer. And I paused. I was like, wait, I grew up, I was one of six kids, family of eight on a ministry uh, income. We suffered, you know, we suffered. We, we went without a lot of stuff. So I, and I knew I became the person I was because I went through what I went through. So, you know, being sheltered, people just don't see the value of suffering. They don't see what, what the outcome of it is. I mean, and, and yeah. it has no value really if, if you don't see it as something that you can grow from something that, that shapes you into, you know, a, an amazing individual, hopefully. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's something that I'm, I'm very guilty of is with my daughter. I, I tend to be the parent that tries to have the teachable moments quite a bit to the point where I probably sound like a righteous a-hole sometimes. And they're just like, dude, shut up. Let her be a kid. I'm like, I got this. Leave me alone. Ugh. You know, but 
but yeah, you're right. I mean, you just have to expose them to that, you know, having mm. exposing them to to suffering, you know, to a certain degree, you know, to be fair, to a certain degree, mm -hmm. you don't you want to sit of there course. and like shove them off in the woods with, okay, you got a lighter, a popsicle stick and some moss. <laughs> yep. See you in three days. Oh, there's an there's an idea, Alamo. We do the Kid MacGyver challenge. Ooh, that would be a good one. But you know, <laughs> but just yeah, absolutely. Right, heard it here first. Anyway, but you know, <laughs> like I was saying, you know, you have to expose your kids to this. Like you know, mm -hmm. exposing your kids to to not being first place all the time, or yeah. to not you know getting second place, third place, coming in last. I mean, there's a lot mm -hmm. of like you know we say it all the time, the character building aspect and stuff. Like there's a lot of value in that stuff, and I think you know. Again, to the 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 state of you know the th way things are nowadays, like th there's a lot of things that could be tweaked and changed, and you know I think it would probably help a lot of people. But that's oh, a yeah. conversation for another day. That would take so, a little yeah. bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's going to take at least a generation just to kind of for them to see it, and then you know, like I, I saw something from a guy that that we talk about quite a bit. His name's Tim Kennedy, and Tim Kennedy is a guy who uh, MMA. He's an Man. MMA fighter. I mean, he's kind of like your guy's guy, typical like alpha male type dude, but he's also very humble. He's not like, you know, a cocky SOB, but he's, you know, he, he has, um, he's like, you know, hard, hot, hard times produce tough men, tough men produce good times, good times produce easy men. And then easy men produce hard times. So it's very just mm. cyclical. And it's like, yeah. where are we right now? And it's like, there's a lot to be said for that. You know, I was watching something else where guys were like, you know, they're saying, Oh, guys need to be respectful. No, you want kids to grow up being warriors in a certain respect, because these warriors are going to keep their sisters and their mothers and their and other people in their family safe. You know, you need to show them that masculinity is, I know I'm going off on a wee bit of a tangent with this, but yeah, I do that. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. I do that. But yeah, I, I've got messed up here. I'm like, I'm not used to having somebody on this side of me over here. I'm like, oh crap. Like, oh. But I mean, it, it's important. It's like you, you, you want people to understand that you know, like especially with all the bullying going on, and and Alamo can tell you about that with the bullying aspect yeah. of it. Like we talked about when we first met and stuff. You know, it's just there's a lot to be said for that kind of stuff, and having mm -hmm. people that stand up to that. You know. Like, mm -hmm. They're like, oh, they see it in movies. Do it in real life, you know. Like, take mm -hmm. that step. So, mm -hmm. all right, I'm gonna yeah. shut up for a few minutes. So you guys, you know, keep the show going here because <laughs> I'm just going. You know, okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback on what you said, Mac. One of the things okay. that I'm really passionate about is, you know, yes, I think that we should stand up for each other. I think that that shows great value to, you know, be the one to stand up against the bully. I think it's also very important to teach our kids how to have character discernment, what character discernment is and how to protect your heart because it's the most valuable yeah. thing that we have. And we just don't know. We just, we meet people and we're like, Hey, come be my best friend. It's like, they have not shown oh, you their yes. true colors. So I remember when my daughter was younger, I would say, well, right now they're an acquaintance of yours, you know, and, and over time, you know, maybe they'll become friends, but you just have to see what their character is. But growing up, I didn't know that. I mean, I had the yeah. first taste in friends you know and you know not great taste in men and but i didn't know these things i, I read this book uh probably this past year called safe people and it okay. is amazing it's ta all talking about characters of sermon and about how to how to notice red flags and that is so important i mean i i think that 
again, coming back to our heart, like protecting our heart, even in the situation, even the topic that we're talking about right now, it's really profound because we want people to talk about what's going on inside of them. But you have to know the character of the person you're talking to. Is the person that you're talking to even equipped for this? I mean, it's not, it's very important not to hold the things that you're going through inside. But I would say it's near detrimental to talk to somebody who is not equipped for that either because then you just even feel more alone more rebuffed and it's just so it's about noticing people's character and stepping back and just noticing that your heart is not going to be safe with everybody it's really really important to know that so to to retell a story that i've told in the past um Mm -hmm. you brought up a a very good point there talking about knowing people and listening to people you know when we when we leave the military we lose that that bond of camaraderie and you know kinship with all the folks around us Mm -hmm. and it's important to know people especially with you know in my professional life just working in retail and being in customer service and now working you know with as a as a registered behavior technician working with people you know with behavioral issues and whatnot like that's so so important to be able to pick up on those subtle things with people um i have a friend of mine call me really early in the morning one time and they were like hey i'm glad you picked up because i'm not in a good place right now and this person said this person said something and i was just like that's not right so i went you know because i live with my mom i went in my mom's room like hey i got a call from somebody i'm gonna go check help them out i'm okay i'll let you know when i get there and I stayed on the phone with the person driving down to their place. And I said, hey, do me a favor. Open your front door. And they're like, you're not there. I'm like, try me. And open. And they opened the front door. And they were just kind of like collapsed on me. I'm like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. here, man. Let's let's talk. So, And like, you know, that person has, has moved into another part of the country. But like, we will always share that. And I will always be thankful that I was able to help with that. You know, not necessarily, I guess, you, like you were talking about earlier, the joy of just being able to stop something dreadful from happening. I mean, we couldn't do that with our friend John because we kind of fell yeah. out of touch, unfortunately. But, you know, that's having not ever, you know, been in that position myself, you know, having been on the other side of it, of being able to kind of provide that, that reaching hand to come down and just be like, hey, I got you. You know, that's, there's a lot to be said for that. And if it wasn't for me being able to pick up on that, it's like, you know, I, I don't know if I could have done anything and that person might not be here. So yeah. you're mm-hmm. absolutely right with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and honestly speaking on the equipping, like, you know, like, especially like equipping kids, like um, my son, I don't know if we covered this last week when we spoke initially in the, or during our first meeting, but my son ended up, um, uh, Mac touched on it just a few seconds ago. Um, my son ended up being bullied in kindergarten. In kindergarten, this is something that we, honestly, as parents, my wife and I, we were not, we were not, we were not prepared for that. Um, I mean, as as far as I remember, as being a kid, like I in kindergarten, I mean, for crying out loud, I don't remember ever being bullied in in kindergarten. Um, I mean, granted, kids can be cruel, but I mean kids especially that, around that at that. least happened to us when we were in high school it's like in high school you can't yeah. expect it because you got right. four grades there and it's like they're just exactly older and you just kind of a jerk somehow so and 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 that and that's exactly the point it's like you don't think about like people being bullied in kindergarten like that how does that even happen you mm-hmm. know uh and and it just kind of 
sidelined us. We were we were so caught off guard by what was going on. Like we he started losing his light, his his demeanor changed. He started becoming uh, more um, uh, more recluse, more more into himself. Withdrawn. And he's always been withdrawn. Yeah, I was I was trying to think of the word. Thank you. Um, and he he just he just wasn't he wasn't uh, he wasn't my son uh, in the sense of you know, what I know he usually mm. is. And it was just absolutely terrible. And we, that's how, um, that's how our, you know, that's how my wife ended up coming up with, um, the flip side mentorship was, was, um, trying to figure out ways to equip kids, not only to help each other out, but to be there for each other and to lift each other back up because, as parents, we're not going to be there with our kids when they're experiencing these things. You know, they're going to be there with each other. They don't have us to be there to protect them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing. I think that's one reason why things have kind of started to run away, run away on us with, in terms of these last, our the last couple of generations, because mm -hmm. many of us, <clears throat> I know in my generation specifically, and Max obviously. And, um, and, and I, I'm guessing yours too, as well. Um, we grew up, I guess you called us the latchkey kids. Mm. <laughs> we, we grew up, you know, oh, we got it. You know, basically we got a copy of the key literally like when we were 13, like 12 years old, like we were going home and, and we were unlocking the doors on our own. We were going, we were going to school, doing all that stuff. And we kind of learned how to work and fend for ourselves. Whereas knowing how we grew up, we didn't want our kids to go through that. And I feel like because knowing how we grew up and know, you know, it, I feel like we've kind of not taken it easy on the kids, but we've kind of in the sense of trying to help provide for them a better life. We haven't focused on the real world uh, I guess issues and problems mm. that surface when we're not around, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it, it kind of, you know, it was one of those things that when, when we started up doing the flip side mentorship, it was, it was, it was something that we really had to try and focus hard on because we don't want kids to go through that, you know? No, no, yeah. they, they should not be unprepared. And that's yeah. something that I think that a lot of parents were all guilty of it on some level is that we're just not prepared for what the world is and what they're experiencing. Because first of all, we're not going to school with them. We don't know what their friends yeah. are really talking about. And I have no interest in going on Snapchat and all these other social media sites. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't want to become engaged in that conversation all the time, but it's, it's really important to, it's really important to see what it is that they're seeing and have a voice. You know, it's it, that's one thing I would say that I've noticed as a, as a mom, you know, that yeah. there are some things that my daughter does not want to hear from me. She does not want to hear my side of things. And, you know, it's funny because 
she'll say, mom, just let me grow up. And it's like, it is not, I have a 15 year old. And it's like, wait a second, my role as a parent is to educate you, to arm you, to empower you so that when you are in grown up situations, you know, the, the doors to open, the doors to close, which, which friends to go with, which not to go with. And you're not going to want to hear. I mean, I think that's the role of parents. You don't want to hear what we have to say. Right. But we have this really weird, like, I'm your friend, I'm not your parent. And, oh, you don't want to hear what I have to say? Okay, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just, I guess I'm a nagging mom. You know, I've, the number of times I've been called a helicopter mom is, is you know, kind of up there. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, you know, I think that's I love a that mom term. mom. <laughs> it's, it's like, geez, you're smothering me, mom. God. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, but what you said is what you said is absolutely true. You know, yeah. You know, and Withers, you know, he's in the, he's over there in the in the chat right now. But he understands like the, yeah. the 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 stated role of a chief petty officer in the Navy is to train officers mm-hmm. from the rank of 01 to 04. And once they hit you know 05, it's like spread your wings and fly, so kind of thing. So he he knows what I'm talking about because you know he spent some time mm-hmm. in the Navy. But you're absolutely <laughs> right. You know you you you're only around them so much. You have to kind of you know teach them where you can and what you can, so they right. just go out and you know they make those try hopefully make good decisions. And you know you're there for them when the decisions they make necessarily don't always go right you know they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna mess up they're gonna be kids they're gonna be young adults and stuff so mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. so so in an and, effort in oh mm-hmm. i'm sorry go ahead because you're gonna say no no it's just gonna say i was gonna say and we're not par- we're parents we're not perfect i mean i think we know we're not perfect but my goodness if your kid thinks that you're perfect you're in deep because they will never tell you anything so Get comfortable hmm. sharing those those skeletons <laughs> in the closet. Don't let there yep. be skeletons in the closet. I mean, don't you know? Let it be age appropriate and <laughs> and let it have a purpose. You know, it's but oh my goodness, it's so important to be transparent and honest and let your kids see. Listen, if you mess up, hey, if you get arrested, been there. If you get involved in a bad crowd, been there. And you know, we didn't become the people we are because. Uh, we ne- never made a mistake. We made the oh. mistakes and we learned from the mistakes and maybe we yeah. did them four or five times, but <laughs> eventually <laughs> but we learned. Eventually mm. we learned from them. <laughs> I mean, and the most important thing is we're still on that learning adventure. Yeah. We are not and, and that, done. Yeah. And that's important to know that you're learning as a, as a, you're learning as a child you know we've kind of gotten out of that and we've kind of mastered that so to speak now we're learning as adults so we're gonna have to do that in a symbiotic way and just be like we're in this together so let's figure that out so all right so in an attempt to kind of get us back on track so let me ask you this question christine what would be so we're talking the 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 subject of the show is is suicide so Mm. obviously you know there's going to be some early warning signs can you kind of give us some input into what that would be obviously (laughs) if you're having you know i guess it's called suicide ideation where you start thinking about you know Mm -hmm. some things that you may do to harm yourself maybe to kind of take make that ultimate choice that kind of thing what would you be what would you say are some some signs that you could maybe recognize or help others recognize when they can't see it themselves because they're right. you know, b- going blinders to the wall full speed yeah. Vision. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly exactly well one are you putting on a face for people you know is there anyone that you can be transparent with that you're saying listen i'm really suffering or um of course the big obvious one is do you have a plan have you written a note? Have it? Is there any part of that, you know, where it's like, I, you know, if this is the path, uh, you know, to that 
that final end, where are you on that path? I'm trying to figure out where my hands are going in the screen. Um, where it's are usually you? it's usually backwards. If you want it to go to the yes. left, you go <laughs> you to, the to go right, the right, and then that way. Yeah. I'm like, he's over here, and you're over there. So I'm like, yes, okay, exactly. I figured it out. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so um, it's not like one day. You know, one day you're totally fine. And I and I love to say this because this is really important to understand. All these things when we're diagnosed with depression, even ADD. Um, general anxiety disorder, um, all these different initials, these are called chemical imbalances, right? It means that if you think about, um, just think of your brain as, as different parts, as muscles, and every time you use one part of it, it releases a hormone. If you are underusing one part of your brain, it's, it's not, not dropping that hormone. So that's, where people become serotonin deficient, um, endorphin deficient, and they have so much, um, or they have so much um, cortisol, you know, they're so fatigued, because over time, they have been trained, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, society, society has a part in it, but you know, it's what we choose to put in our eyes and ears. And the, the company that we choose to have around us. And so the more of that, you know, it all adds up and it's kind of getting us to that point where, you know, we are now it's starting to get dark. And so what I tell people is if you have ever thought just kind of daydreams, you know, I mean, I think the, the most innocent way is just saying, you know, I never would want to kill myself, but I kind of wish I wasn't here. I wish I wouldn't be upset if I didn't wake up tomorrow. That would be like way back here at the beginning of that. But that's a really good moment to say, you know what? I don't have to live like that. Let's let's see what happened. You know, why am I unhappy? What What's going on? Let me talk to somebody. And I want to stress something because I didn't have professional help. Um, I had I had people in recovery groups who were my flanks people who were side by side with me, people who had overcome really hard things in their own life. And so these were the people, they weren't paid professionals. These were people who knew how to overcome. They were overcomers. And so they, again, took my flanks and they walked with me through this journey that I needed to go through. But there were some of those days where, you know, it was like, ah, you know, I, I wouldn't be terribly upset if I didn't wake up tomorrow. That's an early sign. Um, the later signs are, you know, I'm just smiling and nobody knows what's going on inside. You're doing you one know, of these. And, it's like, if they only knew what I was thinking of right now and going on inside of my head. <laughs> Hi, yes, Becky. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Karen. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And how easy it is. And I say this. I, I'm, not, I'm not being flippant. I don't say this flippantly. How easy it is to rewire our brains. Because as soon as you stop and say, you know what, my brain's not working very well. I'm dropping a lot. Hold on, cat's trying to climb up on the computer. <laughs> um, <laughs> my brain's not working very well. It's producing lots of things. I'm depressed. And just look at it from a very mechanical perspective. I mean, yes, emotions are happening, but and events are happening that are causing it. But do you know that if you spend some time in the garden, if you spend some time being grateful, these are things that can stop that your brain from dropping the cortisol and start releasing the endorphins and the serotonin. And, you know, I mean, it's just about knowing how to work the brain. And that's what I learned in my journey 
figuring out how I overcame was I stopped doing some of my old things and I started to do new things. I stopped watching the news altogether. I, I can't tell you the last time I watched the news. <laughs> uh, it is preach. <laughs> it is so detrimental. It is not. I, people know, you know, if, hey, I'm in Florida, if there's a hurricane, somebody's going to let me know. <laughs> they know I don't watch the news. But there are all these things. You know, when you get to the very, uh, when you get to the point where you're writing notes or, or you have a plan, it's getting a little bit more serious. But again, not hopeless because you just have to remember your brain is releasing a lot of certain chemicals and not enough of other ones. So getting into even, and I tell everyone right now, if you stop and you just try this quick breathing technique, it's breathe in for four seconds, hold it for seven seconds and breathe out for eight seconds. And you do that five times, you will actually shift your brain from releasing one hormone and start releasing, I call it my happy hormone or, or my peaceful hormone. But it just, it stops. It makes your brain say, wait a second, I'm not stressed out. What's happening? Oh. So that was that was four Ooh. seconds inhale, inhalation, hold it for seven, and then exhale for eight. Yes, and you do that okay. five four, times. Four, seven, eight. Okay. Four, seven, eight. And you, there's a lot. There's YouTube videos that walk you through it. There's apps, actually. I think it's called, on, um, on Apple anyway, it's called awesome breathing and they have all these breathing techniques these are just simple ways to say you know what i'm taking charge of my life by taking charge recognizing my brain is is off the tracks you know it is not about the circumstances yes that adds to it but people go through really horrible circumstances side by side and that's awesome um they go through these circumstances side by side you know parallel and they handle it very differently because they're handling it very differently i got you so you know and it's funny you say that because there's two things i wanted to say i'll comment on that so i actually have on my phone um i have i'm an android user and there is an app on there called samsung health and my um all credit to my mom she has been getting out and she'll she'll walk you know like three miles a day she started doing like a mile and a half in the morning she did a mile and a half in the afternoon in the evening time she's like i'm gonna get out in the morning and do it all together and she actually went with me and this guy and um she and my younger brother did a 5k while we did our 10k and it actually on this app it has where you just breathe in for five seconds and actually just kind of has like a flower kind of like a, an icon where it just gets bigger like this and opens up and dilates and then it has one that kind of constricts and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and i've actually used that several times when i'm doing you know my rbt thing we're working with kids just trying to get them to stop and breathe for a minute and it's just and they're just mm -hmm. like oh yeah i feel better so the other thing i wanted to say so I kind of want to get your opinion on this. This is something Alamo help me out here. If you can, if you can kind of comment on this. So there have been times where I was in the military where, you know, you're bored, you're sitting around, you're on guard duty, you're at the front gate, you're sitting there staged at your vehicles, ready to respond for QRF purposes or whatnot. And you just kind of have those conversations about stuff. And, you know, somebody would say, you know, if you could pick the way you were going to go, you know, how would you go? Would you say that that is kind of, you know what I'm talking about, Macho? Yep. Okay, sure so, do. You know, and we would sit there and guys would give different reasons for this stuff. Like, you know, guys are like, what's the worst way to go? And they're like, oh, flamethrower. Absolutely. Just <laughs> turn into a human marshmallow. <laughs> Done. It's like, you know, if I'm going to go, let me just get shot by, you know, like a right. marksman or a sniper. Just make it over and quick. They don't have to study. Yeah. 
would you say that that is kind of borderline approaching what we were talking about with that? Or is that just us knowing that, hey, you know what? This is a real thing. We may be young. We maybe feel like we're invincible, but there's a real possibility that we could not go home with this. And is it just kind of us just bored shooting the shit? Yeah, kind of like an um, acceptance type dealy, if you will. Yeah, kind of, sort of. What's, what's your right. opinion on that? And I, I think, oh my gosh, hold on, my cat's losing their so much. <laughs> <laughs> And this is how you know we're live, folks. We didn't plan this. It's awesome. Things happen in real life. That's right. Yes, they do. And you can laugh about it. That's yes. the important thing. Yes. You, it, life is unscripted. You just have to go with it and laugh. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think that that's a very natural human response. I, I think I think I've heard a gajillion conversations where they said, you know, if I were to die, or obviously we're all going to die, you know, I would want to go this way. I want to go this way. So I think it's just, it's an adaptation of that. I mean, I don't know anyone who actually hasn't put like in their request of how to die. You know, people like, I would like to die in my sleep. Oh, I, I heard drowning is very peaceful. I mean, it's just, it's a very natural, Drowning's I don't know. Awful. Drowning is <laughs> awful. That person was not thinking straight. Drowning is awful. <laughs> Yeah. Like even Dane, even Dane <laughs> Cook made a joke about it in one of his stand-up specials. He's like, you're in the pool drowning, and you come up on top of the water, and the water's on fire. You're like, you go from drowning to like, there's water on fire. And you're just like, oh, what do I do? It's just terrible. It's just absolutely. You remember that? You remember that stand-up? I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's oh, just, that's the, I always thought that was kind of funny. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think that's the same as ideation. Ideation okay. is like, you know, I'm I'm ready to go. Right. I mean, it's it's more intense. It's more intent driven, not like, you know, shooting the breeze type of thing. Got it. Gotcha. So if 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 someone starts to see some of these signs, what would you recommend for resources? It would you know, would you recommend a support group? Is there you know any type of online references or resources that they can use? I mean, what what do First, you normally do? Is it is it kind of tailored per person or is it kind of a, a generalized like flow chart? Like the, I'm going to jump out and say, first of all, look in your own backyard. Who do you know who's gone through some stuff? I believe that there are overcomers. And again, it's not about, I've been through this exact same thing. It's about who knows how to suffer and has gone through it and has really kicked its butt, you know, really been on top. I mean, you know, these people, I know these people, I know some people who've been in the military and I look at them and they don't look like they have a scratch on them. I mean, like emotionally, psychologically, I'm like, I need to sit near you because they have, (laughs) there's something strong about them and they've, they obviously have gone through stuff. So I need to sit with them and say, Hey, how did you get through this? I know you've gone through some stuff. How did you get through this? And just turn it like you don't even have to share what it is that you're going through, but you can ask them. Most people, if you know that they've gone through some stuff and they're doing well, most people, they want to share it because they need that. Yes, of course, there are definitely um, some great support groups out there. Um, There's the suicide support line, uh, suicide hotline, which I know you share all the time. Um, And I just have to say, just remember that no matter who you talk to, you're talking to a human. So they're fallible. They might have had a bad day. I mean, I, I just want everybody to understand that you're going through something hard. And I don't want you to imagine that you're going to get a picture perfect individual, no matter where you go. 
Um, so just don't take that as a sign of disinterest or care in you. It's just that they're human and, you know, they're just keep going, just keep going. And remember, you have something to fight for, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, just look, because there's a glimmer, even if there's 1%, you know, in you that says like, there's 1% light that says, you know, I do have something to live for. I know there's something on the other side of the suffering that I'm intended to do, that I'm supposed to do, that I have not fulfilled yet. Just hold on to that with both hands. It is so important. And if you have faith, call to God. I promise you, he will not, he will, his phone will not be busy and he will not know. If you don't, there's still hope. I, I just want everybody, there's hope no matter where you are in your journey, there is hope. And just cling to those people, find those people again in your backyard. Find those who know how to suffer and who have done it well. You know, I just thought of something. That brings me to a really good um, – like there's there's a guy that I follow on YouTube and social media, and his name is David Goggins. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. I think I've mentioned him to you, Mako. Um, Once or twice, yeah. He's the guy that was also the SEAL. Yeah, he was also a SEAL, but – I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I have his audio book and I actually listened to it and man, did this guy, you, you talk about a magnet for suffering, not because, um, uh, at least when he was younger not because he was looking for it, but just because mm-hmm. it just happened to him. But as a, as a grown adult, he literally David Goggins will put himself in situations where he is consistently testing his limits, consistently testing his, you know, his, his, the limits of how badly he, you know, he can accept the suffering, how much more suffering he can take not to, not really to, you know, because he's a sadist, but because he's trying to be a better him. He's trying to not be that scared kid that he was when he was younger, if that makes sense. Constantly pushing the limits. Like facing his fears type of thing? Facing facing fears, facing down literally any challenge he can. This guy is a super marathon runner. I mean, he ran two super marathons in like two weeks. And it was like, it's insane the amount of punishment this guy has put on himself. How long is a super marathon for the uninformed? I believe it's right about 110 miles. What? No. Yeah. I'm not doing anything over 10 miles anymore unless I, it, I want to this, or if I've The guy it. is insane. If you ever, ever want to like listen to something, of, you know, that if, if, and I'm telling you, you listen to this book. If this, if this book doesn't motivate you, oh my God. It's, uh, I believe it's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Either listen to it, read it, whatever, but it is insane. Just, you would expect this guy to be dead or just, or, you know, worse. I don't or know. He can't play the lotto because he's used up all of his luck, not ended up dead. Like, yeah. Um, like, holy crap. It's, it's crazy, man. This guy is. Yeah. Does he's, he like, uh, wrestle with, with alligators and things like that? No, oh, I don't think. I mean, he's a seal. He probably thinks he can. So yeah, basically. Guys, I mean, those, he has those guys the, are racist special breed like yeah he has i think he has the he has the record for the most 
pull-ups ever done by a human at like i think wow. like 4960 in one sitting and it, he he did it in a 24-hour period he just kept going like a machine insane absolutely yeah. insane i would I'll, hate to be that guy's knees in about 20 years Oof. speaking of he posted a video of him draining his knee after a, a uh, recent marathon no no. Yeah, it was. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So people do know how to Skip suffer. Right well, I'm yeah. and and it's funny because I think once you recognize it, I would say that that there was a point where I had no fortitude or at least I believed I had no fortitude. Our beliefs are really profound as yes. far as what we think we can overcome is because we don't believe we can overcome it. But just changing it, saying, you know what, I don't think I can overcome it, but I'm just going to toss that in the garbage and I'm just going to say I'm going to do the best I can. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to find people to help me overcome it. I'm not going to do it by myself. Dang um, right. Beliefs are huge, powerful, profound. Uh, and I remember before I would avoid suffering. Oh, my goodness. But now it's like, you know, I don't know. I had a car accident and I was like, I just... Uh, yes, definitely suffering. But here's the point is like you can suffer and have no point to it or you can look for the purpose in it. You can look even for the joy in it. And, you know, there is that I believe that there is joy. I wrecked my even. car. I get to buy a new one. Yay. <laughs> well, no, mine was like I had I had the dearest friend who every week because I had a concussion, I had back damage, I had neck damage. <sighs> Um, my arm, you know, still is not totally right. Uh, but she would bring me and my family a meal every single week. Awesome. I had people come cut my lawn. I had people, somebody donated a car to me because I wow. didn't have a car anymore. These were things that I just looked and I, had I been so fixated on all the damage and pain and suffering that I'd gone through, and there was a lot of damage, pain and suffering. But if my, my, my vision was focused on that. I wouldn't have allowed all these things into my heart the way that I was able to. Now, take it on a different level. There are some sufferings that I don't like, I don't want to go through, but I do know that it's beneficial for me. I know that I can grow through anything. And that's kind of the, of the stance process. I'm taking. That's yep. part of the process. The stand, that is my decision that I'm making. So you just... and. For whatever reason, I just whenever I like kind of have an epiphany about what somebody's talking about, I always refer to it as a movie quote or a movie scene or something like that. So uh -huh. the, <laughs> uh -huh. there's a there's a great movie with Robin Williams uh, called Patch mm. Adams, and oh, Patch yeah. Adams and, and and if you don't know the story, he pretty much you know he goes and he's in a psychiatric hospital and he's like I think I'm better, and the doctor's like I think you should stay here. We're gonna put on your file AMA against medical advice, and he goes and I'm gonna put ADG ARA. I don't give a rat's ass, and he just and he just takes off. But there's a scene where there's a guy in the mental hospital while he's there. He's like and he's doing this. He's like how many fingers am I holding up? And he's like four, and he goes four crazy and he's just like look at the guy called him crazy but the whole purpose is is that he goes you're focusing on the problem look past the problem so when he looks past and sees the guy's face in front of him he goes oh eight fingers because he's it, you kind of get this blurred right. and all this stuff he's looking yeah. past to see the solution and not the problem and he goes eight and he goes yeah and i'm just like yeah 
I totally could. That totally resonates with me. Hell yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's just one of those like great little scenes where you're just like, ah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what they're talking about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And this is no way to limit or to, um, to degrade or, or to not give the full impact of the suffering that people have gone through. I've, I've been, I've been in those places. I've been, you know, I have attempted multiple times and I know what it's like. I, I know the darkness. I know how hard it is. Um, so this isn't all to make light of it. This is just, you know, a, what if, you know, put a, put a question out there. What if this isn't the end? You know, what if that thing that just happened isn't the worst thing that could ever happen? What if tomorrow right. I wake up and something is different? What if I start looking for some things to be different? What if I figure out, you know, how to use this big machine on top of my head um, so that, you know, my chemistry does get bounced out? You know, what if I find somebody to talk to who really understands, really gets it? You know, just play, start playing the what if game, but in different twists. Than what we usually sure. do. Sure, sure. So we talked earlier about having like different resources and things, you know, the suicide prevention hotline, and there's different things you can do online. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how important is it is it for someone who may be going down this path to seek out somebody else? You know, is it recommended? Like, you know, you were saying, you know, self-admittedly that when you went down this, you didn't have professional help, but you did mm-hmm. have people in support groups that were kind of able to help you along and get you on the road to recovery so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. How, how, in your, in your opinion, how crucial is that? You know, can you go through this alone? Can it, obviously, do you want to try to go through it with somebody else? Can you go through it alone? Give me your thoughts on that. I want to say it's, it's really depending on who you have around you. Sometimes pulling somebody in could be more detrimental. So, um, wow. Yeah. Drop that knowledge warhead to the forehead right there. Just seriously, that man, that was that hit me deep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's it is really you have to assess, and this goes back to protecting your heart, guarding your heart, because it is the most valuable thing that you have. Who can help? Right. I do believe that it's important to pull at least one person in. If not a person, I believe that you know God can can more than. Um, get us through the hard times. I truly believe that he has done that for me. I I know countless others Um, just till we get to that point. But I think it's, you know, going back to pulling somebody in. um, I want to even say, if you are dealing with suicide ideas and, and you say, you know what, I'm going to talk to a therapist, make sure you talk to a therapist who has either one gone through it themselves or two has lost somebody to them, because if they have not gone through a journey, and I know this from my personal experience before I got to that suicide support group, I was with a therapist who had no idea where I was at. And I, I found myself explaining to her and she was a great counselor. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from her, but she was ill-equipped to help me. And I knew it. I could feel that she did not have the knowledge um, to help me through that. She didn't have that personal knowledge of what that looked like to overcome these things. So I think it's very important. Um, I think that uh, it is very, very under talked about to follow your guts. You, mm. I think that people deep down, they know where they're supposed to go. You know, sometimes fear stops them. And you know what? Sometimes 
I'll be honest, sometimes it you need to go in and kind of check yourself in. Here in Florida, we call it Baker acting, you know, but it's a 72 hour, you get evaluated and there's no shame. And I can say, and I don't mind saying publicly that I have been Baker acted. I Baker acted myself in the past and it is a crucial step sometimes, but it is one that is worth taking just to give yourself a little step back like hey do i really want to do this this is kind of like a long-term uh, commitment here and you know, it, sometimes you got to use that discernment mm -hmm. sometimes absolutely. you got to use that discernment absolutely and kind of circling back to what you were talking about about just taking time to go observe nature watch the squirrels you know yeah. um i find it you know something that i've seen people do because i've only been on social media I've only been on Facebook for like four and a half years when I started another job uh, working for a, a friend of mine um, has me managing a business for him and whatnot. But um, before that, I just wasn't on it. And, you know, once I got on it, you know, at first it was kind of like, oh, this is cool. And then you, you know, after a while, like you said, you start to kind of see some of the things you're just like, like kind of used to see the negative side of it and the dark side of it. And I started seeing people where they would go and they would take like, a week and just kind of cut the cord so to speak cut the tie and just take a break from all that stuff and i think you know short of you know going the measure that you talked about i think that's a very 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 valuable tool is to sit there take the time and unplug you know we can't always go and go hike the appalachian trail and just be cut off from the world for six months right. or the or the pacific rim trail or whatnot yeah. you know that would be great to do that it was awesome i've had uh, a couple of people told me about that they've actually gone and done that and it was just a wonderful experience it yeah. was hard at times but it was wonderful but at the same time just getting that and just pulling that plug just for a little while giving yourself that that headspace to go out and you know get your reset yourself recenter yourself you know kind of I don't want to say anything that's going to sound cheesy, but like just kind of taking your your inner life force or your chi or whatnot and just kind of getting it right and centered and this, that, and the other. I mean, it's it's crucial. I mean, I've I found mm -hmm. I've done that a couple of times already in the in the couple of years, the four years that I've been on social media. And it's like it helps a lot. Like you really just go and you stop, you know, like you say, to get the algorithms and they're thinking about the patterns and getting you to do this sub subliminally mm -hmm. and all this kind of junk. But it's yeah, like, like I you call said. it the social media fast. Mm. Yeah, yes, I yes. like that. I was just thinking about that. That's, yeah, people fast like, all the mm -hmm. time from food, from drinking, from fish. I mean, from meat. You know, and I know a lot of people who just say I'm, I'm going to fast from social media for a while. You know, I want to mm -hmm. jump on to what you're saying, Mac, and and you know, as far as as far as taking it away, right? Sometimes it's hard. I mean, it it's addictive, right? So to say, stop it all together, that might be an impossibility for somebody. But how about let's reclaim it, right? So let's take two hours instead of it. I mean, I remember something that was so profoundly good for me was watching all of the mental health on TED Talks. I watched so many of them. Yeah. So if you just take you know, some of the time that you put in social media and reallocate it just a little bit, and I find that the, they were very addictive, <laughs> those TED Talks, because you just, it's its like being in nature, except with people. Oh, yeah. People who are talking about something that you've never even grasped the concept of before. And all of a sudden you're like, what? My life is forever changed. And that's a very important point. Again, to go back to a conversation I had with a young man today, if you make one decision, actually, let me go back. 
there's a proverb that says that you can never step in the same river twice. And that's because the river is constantly flowing. By the time you put your second foot in, it's a completely different environment. And so every decision that we make, every decision that we make gets us to a new destination. If you're navigating and you go one degree, you are going to end up in a totally different location. You don't have to do an all or nothing. Just these little changes will make a lasting impact. So even if you like swap out some of the things like food, even sometimes we have to look at the food we're taking in. Food can make us very depressed. I mean, it can, oh my gosh. It's yeah. Hmm. All right. I mean, it's just, it affects again, our whole body, but these little changes. So, you know, if you're watching this and you're saying, yes, I need to make some changes in my life, you know, don't get overwhelmed that you have to change everything because you're aware of a lot of things that need just pick one. And in fact, I tell people to pick the easiest things that are able to be changed, write them down and work on those because we need those small successes. We need to celebrate something really important right away. And that that's important. It teaches us how to, how to, you know, get that momentum to go. Now, when you, you bring up a valid point about, you know, you know, do what's going to work best for you if it's within your reach. I know for me, when I say I need to like just cut the cord and cut the tie, I know my personality and mm -hmm. my you know, because you just you sit here and all of a sudden you're just like, how did that get in my hand? Whoa. Like you just, you just find yourself. It's like, where did that come from? I didn't grab it. And you just do it so subconsciously. I know for right. me that I just have to make that clean break and just be like, I'm good. Y'all got mm -hmm. my phone number. Get a hold of me. I'm not going to get on social media. And there's times like I'll pick it up and I'm just like, like literally sitting here fighting like, oh, don't touch it. Just, it's you, terrible. The easy way right. to do it, and I've noticed that this helps out a lot. Log out of it. That's how I do it. Just log out of it, and then because I mean it'll be there. The it'll be there the next time you're ready to when you're ready to finally yeah. get back on it. You just go log back in, and boop, there it is. Mm -hmm. I just I log out of it, and then if I mistakenly click on it because I'm mm -hmm. like I'm I, that that forceful habit, it's like oh I'm logged out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or you could delete the app, and when you log back in, <laughs> when you reinstall the app, it's all there still. Yeah. You know, but you're. It actually creates that time in between where it's like that instant gratification that we're talking about. Yeah. It's like, wait a second, I delete it. Do I really want to download it? But then you have to log in and all that, so it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. So it's almost about creating that buffer of time, so we can really think and contemplate on our. What we're doing. <laughs> right. There you go, Withers. Yeah, uninstall <laughs> so so i know like we've, we've talked about a lot of kind of like like we're um like getting back to the body portion like i noticed for me that a lot like a lot of my stress relief a lot of my if you will like ways of like getting myself uh, oriented like mind and spirit together is through exercise doing things physically and 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 because I'm, I'm a very physical individual i'm very again adhd so um i get <laughs> so i i need to keep myself occupied in a certain manner like i i'm i have my my boys i'm pretty sure adhd as well so i have to keep up with them 
So like, are there any other like kind of like physical things like, like, like physical tips or things like that, that you've run into where you're seeing like, Hmm, that seems to work fairly well for these individuals or, Hmm, you know, that actually might be something to consider. Like, have you, have you looked into something like that at all? Or are no? you, are you talking about like a coping strategy, Alamo? Exactly. Yeah. Like a coping okay. strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I think getting out to nature is really important. So if you like hiking, if you're near a beach, um, beaches for me, I mean, oh my goodness, I'm super blessed to be in Florida because no matter what direction I go in, I can hit a beach. Sand and, everywhere. Yes, it's fantastic. And for me, it's that really gives me a lot of peace. It's almost, I've told people it's, a, it's like an exchange, right? So just going, it's, I, you know, before I used yeah. to explain it by like, oh, it's the salt, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. It's just, I can feel like you know, the badness that I'm bringing with me, I get to see, look out and see like this amazing coast and the horizon. And I get to realize how small I am. You know, sometimes we get so big yeah. in our head, like that's all oh, that's happening man. in the world is what's going on yeah. in between my ears. You, so getting you mentioned that, that. Is very humbling. Oh God. Yeah. You, yeah. You mentioned that. And I, I've, I've mentioned this story before with Mac. Um, where I actually, you know, my wife and I, we took a vacation um, to Arizona uh, mm -hmm. back in uh, 2019. Um, so basically pre-pandemic. And um, we... Oh, yeah. I remember your pictures of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we, were, uh, we were staying at a resort that was literally right there by the Camelback, by the Camelback uh, Mountain. Um, and Camelback Mountain was essentially this huge, like kind of just rocky red, like colored, you know, clay mountain that, uh, you could hike up and down. They were, they had an easy trail, which was longer, um, but it was easier to trek. And then you had the harder trail, which was way steeper and you had, you had a lot more obstacles to get around. And I remember, especially doing it in the heat of summer that was and i had a camelback on my back i had like every all the hydration you can think of but i said to myself i was like you know because i i was in a very I, i'm not going to say i was in a very low point uh that summer because i had just graduated from the academy and i was looking for work and so far i, I you know from the police academy by the way and i hadn't been finding work and i went on vacation and i was like you know what this is the vacation I need to kind of just whew, relax, get my head right. And it was just, it. you want to talk about like kind of getting closer to nature, getting closer to God and just kind of, you know, moving up that it, it was amazing when, cause you get yourself up to the top of that mountain and you can see North, south east west you could see literally the entire valley if you just look around your look around you just every direction you saw you just saw valley 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 and i'm looking at you know mountains this way mountains that way with houses in the middle it was absolutely breathtaking mm -hmm. and I, I mean arizona had a lot of that it has a lot of that there and just so many hiking trails where you can just get grounded and just get yourself, yeah. you know, so you can calm. get lost in a good way. 
Yeah, exactly. There you go. I even took a picture of a little lizard and he was just standing there on a rock, you know, just say, yeah, yeah. I bring my, bring my camera, especially stuff like that. I bring my camera everywhere. <laughs> that reminds me of somebody that I, I heard a quote one time. It says, sometimes you have to get truly lost to really yeah. find yourself. Find yourself. Yeah. 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 And it's like, yeah. it's important. It's like, you know, there, there's a lot of great nature spots here in Florida that people, I think kind of maybe are, are underutilized. Like, mm. you know, one of my favorite things to do is, you know, my, my friend, Brian, you know, we go out and he's got a two door Jeep. So we go out in the Jeep and just we'll ride through the woods and I get outing in nature. It's like, ah, I can't breathe in my nose because of pollen, but I'm literally enjoying this. This is awesome. Yeah. Yes. It's, like, it's like, yeah, it's great. It's like just doing that on a regular, it's like, that's how we made it through the pandemic. You know, he just, um, unrelated subject, shout out to, to Brian. He just finished up, um, his, uh, master's, in uh psychology so awesome proud of you buddy love you man um but yeah like you know he would he would just go and he would have to write these papers because he was on an accelerated plan so like the semesters were only seven weeks so he's writing like some of these papers like two and three times a week and they're like it's not like it's like a 10 page paper you're just like so a lot of times he would just be mentally just he's like my brain is a sponge i'm done I don't know what to do. Let's get in the Jeep. Let's go for a ride. And we would go out and ride around and just drive in the middle of the night. Sometimes they'll maybe 11 or 12 at night, go out, just drive down the, like go from golf Boulevard all the way from Clearwater, all the way down to like St. Pete beach. And it was just getting out and just kind of like just decompressing and just, mm -hmm. that was how we made it through. That's how he made it through that. Yeah. And that's how we made it through, you know, COVID lockdown, all that kind of stuff. After they kind of relaxed everything, it was just insane. <laughs> But yeah, totally. Just getting out there and doing all that kind of jazz. Yeah, yeah. Be and, a big part. I know we're coming to the end, and I did want to mention that I have, I do have a worksheet. Um, okay. I think Alamo has a link uh, attached to it, and it's just it's called "How to Stop Unhealthy Emotions," and it's really important just to understand that you have the ability to uh, to take charge of that to first identify what it is that I'm feeling, how, what's going on inside of me? Um, is this healthy? Is it helpful? You know, what is it, what is it that I'm believing? And then taking charge and saying, you know, I, I'm going to reject this. I'm, I'm not going to hold on to this anymore. And just knowing how powerful we are to be able to do that. It's so awesome. Sorry, my phone, my computer just said, you better plug me in or I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly. Having my sister like, help, help. <laughs> so, That's okay. Uh, this this guy left one time middle show because he we had his wife on. He was like, he had to like cut his camera off. He's like low crawled into the into the adjacent bedroom and he's like fixing the camera and the microphone he comes back and he's like all sweaty. He's just like you didn't see anything. You did not see anything. If you catch the episode, I I did. I literally low crawled oh, into the room goodness. she was in. I was just like Again, real life, it just makes for good it makes for good entertainment. Yes. 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 So the worksheet, you were talking about the yes, worksheet. The worksheet. Yes, the worksheet. So there's a link on it. And it's just very powerful and profound. And it's it's really written with helping you to identify. And then what's really important, because what good is it to identify if you don't have a solution at the end of it? And so it takes right. you full through the whole range. Um, it's a free resource on my website. Um, I have a lot of free resources uh, that I talk through and 
I'm very, I love to tell stories to, to explain um, concepts and use parables in those ways uh, sure. on the YouTube channel. And it's just, I just want to encourage people, whether if you know people, what we're lacking in those moments, and I can say this from my own personal journey, is that we're lacking hope. So yes, go out yeah. and look at, at the mountains, go look at the beach, go look at whatever it is that you need to look at that's getting you away from looking at whatever's going on in here, because you need hope, you need that glimmer, you need to just say, you know what, I can hold on one more day. And I am going to get help. And I am going to find those people in my circle. I, and if there are none in my circle, I'm going to go outside because I'm worth it. And if you don't live for yourself, live for somebody else. You know, a lot of people will say that, but, you know, not to do that. But I'm wholeheartedly that I did not start my journey for myself. I started it for my kids. But along the way, that shift took place where I was like, I'm not doing it for them anymore. I'm doing it for myself. And I'm doing it for the people that I can encourage and inspire and give hope to. But I, if I don't do it for myself at that point, you know, I mean, I'm just going to run myself out like an energizer bunny. <laughs> at some point, the energizer bunny does run out. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you did mention a YouTube channel, Christine. Do you? Uh, what is the name of your YouTube channel so we can kind of plug that? It's actually my name, Christine Morello. Yeah. I, uh, I put the. Uh, <laughs> I put the link in the description actually for oh, uh, for that and and the link to your website by the way. Oh, cool! Thanks. And it, what I want to say is that these are resources. They are you go on and you say um, the the coaching company that I that I uh, created is called Transfer Out because a lot of people they need to get from point A to point B, but they don't know how to transfer out. So that's what we do is we come alongside of people nice. to help them transfer out. And all I. I'm not interested in, in the financial component because that's not what life is. Life is not about those green dollar bills. Life is about mm -hmm. pouring into individuals. And so that's what the YouTube channel is for. It's to give you as many resources that I can give you um, to help you along that journey. It's not about, you know, getting you to buy the book or buy, you know, buy the services. It is not about that. It's about pouring yeah. into you because you are important and you matter. And that's that's very refreshing just to, to hear somebody say it's not about the almighty dollar. It's about Absolutely. passing that wealth of knowledge and pa paying it forward to the next person that may need that. So that's mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very glad that, you know, things the 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 moons aligned is the way that they should and that we were able to to meet and talk and, and have you on our show. Christine, thank you. We I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, I am I'm very, very thrilled and very you know ecstatic that we were able to have you on the show. So yes. I, uh, I greatly appreciate it. Awesome. Okay. So I guess we're going to start wrapping it up there, Alamo. Yes, indeed. All right. So I got everything ready for you, brother. All right. So this is kind of, this is kind of a bittersweet ending to this show because yes, of the is. fact that, um, you know, <laughs> This is the last episode of this first season. As we said, you know, we did this topic because it was very fitting with it being the 22nd episode, having, you know, 22 veterans a day that to make that, you know, the choice to, you know, kind of to throw in the towel and unfortunately give in to whatever, you know, demons are following them and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I'm very, I'm very, you know, I was very, I'll be the first one to tell you when we started this journey together, you know, I was very, very skeptical about, 
what we were going to do, how we were going to do it. Kind of knew that we want to do something because, you know, knowing this guy here for as long as I have, like, ladies and gentlemen, he's the goods. All right. He's a good dude. All right. Let me say <laughs> that. You know, and it's, and, you know, something we were talking about earlier about how Christine mentioned earlier about, you know, having the in, people influencing you around you. And I thought about something that your wife says all the time, you know, change your circle, change, change your life. Your life. And it, that is the absolute truth. You know, it's like you surround yourself with good people. You put good in, you get great out. So, um, you know, knowing that, you know, when we, when we started originally talking about all this, you know, and we said, Hey, let's do something together. Okay. You want to just get together and play video games? No, let's do something serious. I'm like, we're never serious that's the point we're never serious <laughs> but you know it, and you know and then um, you know we found out the unfortunate you know passing of, of our friend and you know it, like i said it was just it was just one of those those moments where you have that divine intervention where it's just like this is what you're supposed to be doing absolutely yes and to look back now and see on our youtube page that there's 21 episodes on there it's like did we 22, really just do soon to well, be soon to be 22 like did we really do all that like wow oh my gosh like we talked about a lot of good stuff so you know it's and more to come baby and more to come we're gonna we're gonna take a break just because at this point like i'm feeling like my buddy brian i'm like my brain hurts there's <laughs> a lot there's a lot to put on i mean it's don't get me wrong it's it's fun to put on a show it's fun to do this you know it's it really has become a passion project because of you know how this came to be but at the same time, it's a lot of work, you know, on top of our regular job. Sometimes we're mm -hmm. up till 10, 11, sometimes midnight, typing up notes, doing research, doing all this kind of stuff. So that's why we're going to yes. take the break, be able to take time with our families, enjoy the holidays and whatnot. So but that being said, um, I just want to say thank you to uh, Christine for being on our show today, for your lovely wife, uh, Alamo, uh, Tisha for being on earlier. Um, I don't know where she's at right now, but she is, you know, a very valuable member of the Battle Bros team. She's not absolutely on air all the time, but she's still there. And, uh, you know, the other people that have helped us out through this first season, um, my friend Brian, um, I owe Brian a lot of, of gratitude for him giving me just some advice and some kudos kind of to Brad Brad. Yeah, Brad Brad, love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> He gave me a lot of good insight on some certain topics that we've discussed from the you know, psychologist standpoint, the psychological psychological standpoint. Um, he's even gone so far as to give us some show topics every once in a while because there's a couple of times we're like, we want to talk about. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We can talk about the fact that Burger King's got 37 cent whoppers this weekend, which they do, by the way. Um, it's it's their 64th anniversary of the, of it. The thing, so they're doing whoppers for thirty-seven cents, and right now Burger King is kicking ass, and McDonald's is kind of stinking. So, anyway, that's all totally unrelated, but yes, but you know, there's there's people like <laughs> that, and then also our our friend Linda. Uh, Linda is also a holistic. Yes, that's right. She coach. did help. Yeah, she she gave us some really good insight on a couple of uh of different episodes. You know, shout out to the, all these wonderful people that have helped to make the show what it is. Um, we are going to be taking a little bit of a sabbatical. Take some time, enjoy the holidays, be with family and friends, and just kind of, you know, recenter ourselves and refocus and kind of give us that break. But when we do come back after the after the first of the year, don't exactly know when that's going to be. You know, it'll probably be at least a month or so. But when we do come back, we're going to come back and, you know, be uh, hitting the pipe, you know, pipe hitting as much as we can to make this right. show keep going. So like we always do, we want to end the show um, how we always do. Um, Part of you know coming up with this show, we came up with our own code, 
and the code is just kind of you know something you can do to help you out and give you a little bit of a little bit of you know pep in your step give you a little bit of hope right. give you a little bit of uh motivation to keep going through the day so we call it the battle bros code and it's easy to remember just remember b-r-o-s the word bros okay so starting off we have b be tenacious all right that's the battle bros podcast Whoops, that's not what we want sir. yeah good job there <laughs> good job there chuckle what are you I doing got there distracted <laughs> i didn't do it you're pointing not to me you there, not okay. what this you got whatever was it, house, was it the household six? Son, something like that. Gotcha. Anyway, so Battle Bros Code. B stands for be tenacious. So whenever you go through life, don't do things in a mediocre fashion. Be bold. Be tenacious. Right? Go out and do things to the fullest extent possible, whether it's competing in a 10K, doing a podcast, you know, researching a topic to talk about on the said podcast, being a parent, being a friend for somebody. Do it to the fullest. Don't have any regrets. Go out there and just kick ass and take names and take no prisoners. Okay. Uh, R, refuse to surrender. There are going to be things in life. Switch the tile. There you go. <laughs> Somebody got so distracted. He's like, oh, what would you? There are going to be things in life that get you off topic, off mission, get you sideways, get you twisted. That's fine. Understand that, know that, and just remember you are trying to accomplish something. What that goal is is going to vary on the person, depending on the person, the time of the year, whatever the case may be. Just don't let it beat you no matter what happens. Remember that you have somewhere you're trying to get to. You have that objective. You're trying to hit that X. You're trying to hit that OBJ. So get there. Oh, obliterate your obstacles. There are going to be things, and this kind of goes along with the previous one that we just talked about. There are going to be things um that are going to get you sideways okay there are going to be obstacles in your way there's you know sometimes you have to go over you have to go around you have to dig under sometimes you got to get some bangalores and some c4 and blow it up it's like all right cool nothing wrong with a little bit of chaos you know controlled destruction <laughs> so just understand that and just remember you know don't let things get in your way don't let things stop you if it's something you're driving for or something you're striving for don't let anything get in your way. Accomplish it, and you'll feel so much better about yourself. Okay. Lastly, and most importantly, S. Seek out a friend in a time of need. Okay. This kind of goes with the whole preface of this show that we were just talking about. There are going to be times when you're not feeling good. There's going to be times when you're going to get distracted. There's going to be times when you're not feeling like yourself, or you're kind of going down a dark path. I know if I ever need to, I can call this guy right here, and he's going to pick up the phone and just be like, "Hey, man, what's up?" It might not be right then and there. It might be an hour or so later. It might be the next day. Hey, man, what's going on? Sorry, I was with my kids and wife. Okay, cool. I got an issue. Let's talk about it. You know, there's been plenty of times where we've gotten together and maybe had a beer and just kind of talked about what's bugging us and how we feel about things. Just kind of had that that bromantical moment where we're bonding in, their, in, our, in our bromance with each other. Not really, but really. Um, <laughs> secrets out, dude. But, you know. Like I said, there's going to be, you know, it's, it's very important, you know, reach out to your friends. I, the, the great benefit, the one true benefit that I've had of, of getting back on, of getting onto social media, excuse me, is reconnecting with all these great friends that I've made in my life, whether it's in the professional sense that I don't work with them anymore. It's, you know, people I 
served with in the military that were just great mm -hmm. dudes. I've got a, a great friend of mine that lives up in Ohio, my buddy Nunez. You know, we did talk for years and then we reconnected and it was like we never missed a beat. And I'm so thankful and so grateful for that. And, you know, it's it's it's, it's a wonderful thing to have that that sense of kinship and camaraderie. And if you don't have that, I mean, that's unfortunate. But there are ways yeah. you can there are ways you can substitute that. You know, if if you're you know thinking of if you're making a plan and thinking bad thoughts and you know thinking about going down that path, just remember there are resources out there. Like we talked about with you know Christine over here, um, there is the suicide prevention hotline that you can call 24 hours a day. It's 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. You know, there's actually a rap song that has that phone number as the title of the song i found that out i was i had on my playlist i was like what i'm like oh shit that's what that is damn so but like i said i mean there's somebody call a you know like like they used to do in uh in uh in cash cab phone a friend okay reach out pick up the phone it, there's you know as we tell everybody all the time and i'm gonna try so hard not to mess it up this time okay the biggest thing that we're trying to worry about don't 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 put that pressure on don't you put that voodoo on me ricky bobby don't do it you know as we talked about this is this is a this is the statistic this is the caffeine dude that's what's messing me up the statistic that we're trying to get rid of i hate you shut up the statistic that we're trying to change is the fact that 22 veterans a day make the choice to end their life and that's, that's unfortunate right. because every one of these people has a story and that story needs to be told and they deserve to be here like everybody else okay yeah you know no matter what happens make sure you reach out to somebody okay we don't want people to have a temper to solve a temporary problem with a permanent solution okay that's never the answer okay and unfortunately there are people that have gone that route and you know there's nothing we can do to stop that. We can help the people going forward by paying it forward and empowering them with the school, with the skills, with the, the tools, with the knowledge, with the wisdom, you know, like people like Christine here. So it, it's important. This is not something, and this is why we say, you know, be tenacious in that first one. This is not something that we're going to take lightly. This is something that we are wholeheartedly dedicated and committed to no matter what happens. You know, we're going to keep this podcast going as long as we can. It's, you know, it started off as just kind of something fun, but it became a passion project. And it's, it's very, 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 very important. Yeah, I know. No more caffeine. I didn't have a monster. Okay. I just drank some tea, Nicole. Thanks. So, so on that note, with all that being said, um, Christine, uh, I want to go ahead and give everybody a chance to go ahead and uh, uh, hear your website and hear your uh, YouTube channel. Obviously, yes. your name, but uh, we want to be able to plug that for you, so that way, so that way, our listeners and our viewers can go ahead and see you wherever you are at. So, if you want to go yeah. ahead, absolutely. Um, and I do just want to interject one little thing. Sure. If you know somebody, if you can see like something's not right, say something. Do not wait. That was what yes. happened with my brother is that it was too late. I didn't know about the suicide uh, hotline. And I, I just tried to do it on my own, you know, do with research and get him connected with somebody. But I they're equipped. They go through training for it. So if, if there's somebody in your circle that you're like, they're on my heart, you know, I don't want to. Don't feel like you're bothering them. Don't feel like you're making a big deal of nothing. The worst thing that could happen is the worst thing that could happen. So yeah. you interjecting 
And there are, are many places that you can contact the police if you feel like there's imminent danger and get them help, whether they want it or not. And that's okay. Um, but don't let that don't let that opportunity slip out of your fingers, slip through your fingers. Yes. So, um, that's what I want to say about that. Um, and my the website is transferoutcoaching.com. Uh, the YouTube channel is uh, Christine Moriello, uh, youtube.com slash Christine Moriello. And uh, there are a lot of free resources, both on the YouTube channel and on the website. So please, please utilize them. No more caffeine. <laughs> Look at that. You got voted out. No yep. caffeine for you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, got, I just got to bite the bullet and own that one. So it's like... Oh, <laughs> Yes, ma'am. And if you're watching this and you're saying like I have nobody to talk to and you need someone to talk to, go ahead and call the call the number for the transfer out coaching. I'm not going to sign you up for anything. If you just need to talk to somebody, just call. It's 407-777-0028. Outstanding. And you can find her YouTube channel as well as her, her, uh, her website right there down in the description box. Um, Christine, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. I'm going to let you go now so that <laughs> you can get some sleep. Just like, you, just like, thanks for sticking it out was, we appreciate uh, it. Absolutely. We kind of knew this thank was going to be a so longer much. one. So, yeah. yeah. And but thank we, you for those who are watching. It's an honor yes. to be here with you all. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Christine. So thank you. We'll let, thank you, we'll thank let you. you go, Christine. Okay. <laughs> you okay. have a good one. All righty. You too. You too. <sighs> wow, right. dude. Yeah, I know, bro. That was hard. I, I I had to not like cuss so much. You know. What I, I know. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I don't want to corrupt the nice lady coming on our show. That I know. I, did. I I try not to. I did. Good night, Nicole. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Bye. No, so, like, um, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, uh, as per the usual, um, as it comes to us, you can catch us everywhere. Uh, you can catch us over on uh, the Facebook at uh, yeah, facebook.com forward slash battle bros dot podcast. You can also catch us on the Instagram at battle, battle bros underscore podcast. You can also catch us on all the audio platforms, probably not for this episode, but you can also catch us on all the audio platforms, which is Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Did you just say Overcast? Is that one of the apps? Overcast? Overcast is one of the apps, yeah. And um, other than that, folks, uh, it was a great show. We got nothing else for you. Um, we just want to let you guys know. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish up. You're going to say that I want to add one thing. No, I was going to say, I was just going to say, we, we just wanted to kind of close it out on that. This episode was absolutely fantastic. So go ahead and share it with your friends, share it with anybody that you know, that, uh, could be running into, um, some thoughts that, you know, are, are not healthy. Um, that could that, lead to something troublesome. So exactly. We want to do. We want to prevent as much as we can, and we want to save. At, at the very least, if we could save at least one, that's our mission here. 
Um, if you if you watch our show and you're sitting there laughing with us, hey, that's great because you know that's not letting you. That's not you know that's gonna maybe just give you a little bit of res- respite from just thinking about bad stuff. You know, like we talked yeah. about earlier, there's so many resources out there, and there's actually a lot of good, you know, solid ways you can kind of just. Like, you know, we, we talk about all the time, watch our show, watch all the great veteran resources out there. There's, um, vet TV, which is <laughs> TV <laughs> programming by veterans for veterans. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. It really is. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. There's also another guy, um, a couple of guys actually, um, a combat veteran, they have their own kind of app and they're doing, you know, shows around. Um, I think they just did a, a comedy show up at uh, Fort Bragg yeah. and stuff. So there's a lot of things out there that can just kind of help you find that tribe, find that yeah. support system. So don't be shy. Go out there, find it, you know, watch our show. You know, that's not just us being the shameless plug. We want people yeah. to, you know, if we can make you laugh, great. If we can help you, you know, get your head on a little bit better and a little bit tighter than it was before, that's even better. If we stop you from doing this, that's the ultimate goal. And that's crucially, crucially, crucially important to us. But the last thing I wanted to say before we sign off for the end of the season is that we want to say thank you to everybody watching. Um, you've, this has been a roller coaster of a ride. We've been on some ups, we've been on some downs, talking about some stuff that, you know, from our personal perspectives. It's important. Um, it's very important. You know, like we said, like Christine said, like we said, you know, transparency, it's, it's a big deal. You know, there's, there's a lot to be said for that. You know, we're, we're not just up here to be phony baloney, you know, guys just making asshats, making fun of ourselves. Well, we're, we do that. Yeah, kind of, we, we kind of do that anyway, <laughs> but at the same time, like there's a legitimate reason we do this and we couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you so much. We hopefully, we will hopefully see you guys back for the next season. Um, we may not be posting quite so much on the Facebook page just because we're kind of taking a, taking yeah. a step away of taking a break, you know, for the holidays, being with the families and whatnot. I'll post so, a couple of holiday stuff every once in a while. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably be up there just doing some goofy stuff or whatnot. Just, but just know that we are going to be coming back. We're going to, you know, hit the ground running like we normally do. And um, we're going to make this show and keep going strong and keep going better and striving to, to get higher, you know, to make, you know, higher achievements and all that kind of stuff. So thank you again. We appreciate you, you know, indulging us with your presence and watching when you do watch, um, be, don't be afraid to share this with your friends, but, uh, for the last time for season one, this is the battle bros podcast with myself, Mac, and I got Alamo over here. So we want to thank you for watching and, um, we will see you guys after the new year. So Merry Christmas, happy new year, happy Kwanzaa, all that good stuff. And, um, Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys down the road. So until then, this is Battle Bros Podcast, and we are out of here. Battle Bros out. Catch y'all later.